Hi, it's Ariana again, and you're listening to The Integrated Self, a podcast for those on their mind, body, and spirit healing journeys, whatever that looks like for you. Not only am I a board-certified holistic health coach, but I'm here to act as a friend and be real because we're all going through something and I want this podcast to be a safe place to not only get advice on your journey, but to feel seen and heard. Without further ado, let's get right into today's episode. Hi, everybody. I hope you are having a great week and had a great week. Happy Friday. I have had the craziest past two weeks ever. And not that I'm into astrology, but I'm into energy. So I kind of understand astrology to an extent. And with the content that I follow and and consume, I very much am aware that we had a portal day, which was on May 5th, 2023. So it was technically like a 555, right? Because May is the fifth month, fifth day of the fifth month. And then 23 is reduced to five. So there was a lot of talk about that day. Um, That day was really special for me. I signed a very important document that I plan on sharing with you guys soon, but that day was very um, special in a way, but we also are in some sort of eclipse season. Don't quote me on any of this just because I'm not very savvy with astrological terminology, but I was very aware that there's just some things going on right now and the energy's been very chaotic and I just feel like I've been tested so much like every time I turn my back around like every time I turn my back there's some sort of test there's some sort of situation and you know I was talking with Patrick about this which if you guys don't know or follow me on Instagram Patrick is a psychotherapist that I've been partnering with and we kind of exchange clients back and forth after we became business partners and he's also the co-author of the book that I'm writing and so we've been working together since October of last year and so we were talking about this whole past two weeks kind of thing and even in regards to our work together we definitely have run into some obstacles that are very clear tests and what I mean by tests for those of you guys that don't really know is that in spirituality, right, we we know that this journey is all about evolution of our soul evolution. And so I don't really know if I like the word test, but I am aware that the universe puts obstacles in our path to kind of see if we've integrated what we've learned and, you know, learned our lessons, right? So if you're going through a certain cycle where the same things keep popping up for you and you you know of that thing and you've been working on cultivating a new mindset or whatever that is, and right right before you're about to like really fully heal that thing or completely integrate it or completely release something most of the time the universe puts something in your path to kind of see how you react to that thing and see if you kind of revert back to your old ways or if you choose a new way of responding and so I've just kept that in the back of my mind and it's really been I've been passing all the tests like I've and just slowing down, right? And so that's what I was telling Patrick on our call today was sort of talking about how if we're getting tested a lot, not only is that a huge sign that you're very close to achieving something or getting somewhere or reaching that destination or that milestone, but it also speaks to 
spirit possibly asking you to slow down, right? Because if we're moving through life super fast, we're probably not holding that awareness and staying in the present moment. So when a test comes across your path, if you're rushing and rushing and you're not really connected and your mind is sort of, you know, on autopilot and you're not in the present moment, you won't recognize that that's a test. And so what will happen normally is that you'll kind of just react to that thing, not not understanding like, oh, here's a perfect um, situation for me to try that new thought or to, you know, really show how I've changed or whatever it is. And so when we can really slow down, not only are we creating space between getting triggered or, you know, having a situation come up in front of us, but we're also slowing down and being able to recognize, okay, here's a perfect opportunity for me to practice patience because I've been working on that, right? And the situation is making me want to react emotionally or freak out or get upset because I feel impatient, but I can take a deep breath and slow down now, right? So I'm also clear audience, which just means that I hear Um, words and phrases from my spirit guides and so when Patrick and I were talking about that today was so funny because we were talking about it and all of a sudden just heard slow down and so I shared that with him and he was like yeah absolutely because if you're like I said before if you're just moving so fast throughout life and you're not holding that awareness and you're not aware of what's going on around you and how it makes you feel then you're probably not going to watch yourself and understand and have that higher perspective of, oh, I see what's going on here. You know, I see this as an opportunity for me to practice my skills or practice what I've been learning, implement it, or, you know, not react to someone, you know, a Karen at the store yelling at me for no reason. And it's not my fault. So, you know, instead of getting defensive and saying something rude back, I'm going to take a deep breath, pause, and then respond by either not saying anything or saying, I hope you have a great day, right? Kill them with kindness. That's what I do. That's what I love to do is I used to get so terrified when like a stranger or, you know, someone would just judge me or say something so like not warranted and I would get so annoyed and then I would brew over it and I would just, I would stew over it and I would just feel so annoyed and like, I'll show them, you know, like, let me, if you're going to say, you're going to swear at me, I'm going to swear back. No, that's not who I am anymore because I'm very much aware that people around us that are, you know, projecting onto us for no reason whatsoever. It's very obvious that that has actually nothing to do with us. We just happen to be in that place for them to project onto. And if I wasn't there, it would be whoever was, right? It's nothing personal. And so that now when I see people very triggered or very upset for no, like, not for no reason, obviously, but um, that's not warranted and projecting on the people that don't deserve it. I just kill them with kindness. And that totally like honestly shuts them up because they realize probably in the moment, like, wait, I don't actually have to be this rude. So anyway, I don't know how you guys have been feeling or if you've been running into obstacles or just these um, challenges or just these things that keep popping up and you're like, really, again? You know, because that's just how I've been feeling. And so I've just kind of been taking it easy, holding space for myself, you know, taking a breath, um, resting when whenever I feel like I need to instead of forcing myself to do something if I don't have the energy to really just tuning in to my body and mind and making sure that we're good, you know, we're in coherence, we're in alignment and then move forward with whatever I was going to do. 
So with that being said, we're going to shift gears because today's episode is all about goal setting and how to actually set goals for you to actually achieve them. Because there's a lot of information on the internet now about goal setting. And I used to be the type where I loved setting goals, but I was such a dreamer. Like I'm just a dreamer at heart that if I were to set a goal in in a certain area like self-concept, which just means the way you feel about yourself or the way you want to feel, right? It's very, it's personal. It's about you. Um, And I wanted to set a goal in that area or career or love or money, you know, habits, routine, working out, eating, healthier lifestyle, whatever it is. I would set the goal and the goal seemed like it was the exact opposite of what I was currently doing. So for example, if I took some time off from the gym, I would be like, I would see all these videos on the social media of people working out and, you know, with the body shape and the muscle that I want to have and eating and having the lifestyle that I want to have. But I wasn't evaluating where I was currently at. And that's where I think a lot of us kind of initially set ourselves up for disappointment and f- I don't like to say the word failure because I truly believe you can't really fail at anything if you try again and try again. Like eventually you will achieve that thing if you keep going for it, you know. So I don't really believe in failure, but um, failure is like the best word I can think of right now. So what happens is if we don't currently evaluate where we're at in our life, like what we're currently thinking, doing, eating, what our current routine is like, right? It's going to, we're not really creating a baseline and then just assuming that we'll get to that goal. So today I want to talk about how to actually set goals so that you can actually achieve them. (laughs) Set realistic goals because a lot of people, for example, back to my gym example, if I'm not really working out right now and I want to work out five days a week, And my old self and what I see a lot of people doing is like Monday morning, I wake up and go to the gym and make myself go for five days off the bat, right? So it's kind of like we get so inspired, so motivated, right? We have all this energy built up and we're like, we're going to do it. We're going after it. You know, you only live once. I'm the only one that can make a change for myself. I'm going to freaking do it. And that's awesome. We love that. We love that. But the problem is that you're expecting yourself to that first week go finish the freaking goal like be at the destination right so what happens is that especially with working out and this goes with anything you could do it with switching out certain foods or decreasing your amount of alcohol or um waking up earlier or or waking up later or going to bed earlier you know this works with anything that if you throw yourself into a completely new routine, your body and mind are literally going to be like, what the fuck are you doing to me? We're not used to this. We don't wake up this early, right? So we need to ease ourselves into these goals. And that's how you can actually achieve them. Because instead of waking up that first Monday morning and, and thinking I'm going to the gym every single day this week, that's probably not going to happen because you're going to get sore. You're not used to expending that much energy every single day. It's not really solidified in your routine. You're not really like, used to that. Your body's also not used to getting that much exercise five days in a row, right? So what I tell my clients to do is to reverse engineer their goals. And by that, what I mean is sticking with this example. If I say I want to work out five days a week, the first week, 
and you can do this in many different ways. But the first week, what I could do is say, I'm going to work out one day a week. I'm just going to work out once this week and then build up. Maybe the next week is two days. Then the next week is three days. Then the next week is four days. And you know, you see where I'm going or with working out, what you could do is say, I'm going to work out 10 minutes a day for five days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that first week, maybe you say, I'm going to work out 10 minutes a day. So you could just look up a YouTube video. There's so many free workouts on YouTube, so many different kinds of free workouts, and you can just start introducing your body into it that way. And I like this way better than doing the one day, then two, then three, because this way you are physically setting that amount of time, even if it's 10 minutes aside to work out. So you're, you're kind of getting your mind on board of like, okay, we're working out every single day. Where can I fit in this 10 minutes, right? So you're going to start to solidify that in your routine somewhere, even if it's just 10 minutes, right? You're kind of committing to it. You're doing it. And that first week you work out 10 minutes every day. The next week, increase it to 20, right? Then 30, then 40, then 50, then 60, right? Um, however much you want. But this is how you actually achieve your goals instead of just going from zero to 100 because you either burn out or you aren't, it's not like a solidified thing in your routine. You're not used to doing it. So it might get kind of hard to convince yourself to do it. So what I tell my clients to do is to pick your goal. So let's say your goal is to wake up at 5 a.m. The second step is to evaluate what you're currently doing. This is important because this will show you how big the gap is between where you are and that goal. So let's say you wake up at 8 a.m. now and you want to wake up at 5. Okay, now we know what we're currently what we're currently working with. And this is the mistake I was talking about is that like people are so motivated when they set their goals that they're not thinking about how drastic of a change it's going to be. So that's why I always have my clients evaluate what they're currently doing so that we can ease and increment steps so that you're you're climbing that ladder up to that goal so now that we know you currently wake up at eight if the first morning you wake up at five that's gonna throw you for a loop you're probably gonna get exhausted around dinner time you're probably you might not even be able to get out of bed because if you wake up at eight and your alarm's now set for five you're gonna wake up at five when your alarm goes off and be like I feel like it's freaking three in the morning you know, and it's going to be so awful to get yourself to wake up. So the third step is to pick a time frame in which you think you could realistically complete that goal. So you want to wake up at 5 a.m. You currently wake up at 8. You say, eh, probably in about two weeks, I could be waking up at 5 a.m. And it depends on everybody, right? So this isn't just like... This is your opinion. It's really yours to evaluate. Like, I know myself. In what time frame do I think I need to get to this goal? And be realistic. That's a third step is to pick a time frame. So for this example, it'll be two weeks from now. We'll be waking up at 5 a.m. The fourth step is to now reverse engineer. So pick your date now, whatever date is now. Go out two weeks and write 5 a.m. Now reverse engineer back the two weeks to find out how often you need to set your alarm back every night. So now instead of the first night, the first morning, you're waking up at 5 a.m. The first morning you're waking up at 7.45, 7.30 maybe, right? So when you wake up and your alarm goes off at that time, you're like, okay, you know, I can do this. Like I'm not that tired because I would really only be waking up 15 minutes from now. And then go back to 7.30, 
then 715, then 7, then 645, then 630. See what I'm saying? And that way, over that two weeks, it doesn't seem like a huge change. Like you're not throwing yourself into this new routine that your body's going to have to adjust to and that throughout your day, you're going to feel the the effects of that, of jumping right in, right? So by taking small little daily actions, before you know it, two weeks go by, you're going to be waking up at five, okay? So this is how you actually set goals so that they're realistic. And then another thing that I like to add is to, once you reverse engineer back, right? So create a checklist or print out a calendar from Google and write down every single day. Okay, we're waking up at 6.45 on Wednesday, 6.30 Thursday, right? So you just have a whole plan written out that you've created. And it's small, tiny, little actionable steps every single day. And then you know, okay, this is all I have to do. I literally just have to follow this plan. And in two weeks, I'll be waking up at 5 a.m., right? So this whole time, this whole year, maybe six months or even a couple months when you're kind of thinking in your head, I'd really like to be a morning person. Like I'd really like to get up way earlier. But that thought, the thought of even doing that is so dreadful because especially if you're someone like me, you're not, and you're not a morning person, you're like, how am I going to make this happen? Right? So now we have a real way, a real plan that if, and you have to follow it, obviously. So obviously the more you snooze your alarm, the more you're pushing that date back and you might be, you know, falling off track a little bit. And that's why I, as your coach, not only would help you make the plan, but stick to it by holding you accountable to that plan. So make checklists, print out a calendar, write stuff down, set reminders on your phone, right? Put it all over everything so that you know exactly what your plan is. This method works so well because you're not putting so much pressure on yourself. You're not forcing your body to do something so drastic that it's not used to and you're not putting your mind in a new environment where it's going to automatically reject it and tell you this isn't possible you're crazy we're not making it five days this week right the larger the gap between where you are and your goal especially if you just jump right into and expecting yourself to reach that goal within a week the the more you're setting yourself up for disappointment, right? I've been so disappointed in myself before because we set goals that are way too big. And realistically, we don't have the step-by-step daily actionable steps that we need to get to that goal over, let's say, six months, right? If you have a goal that's really big and you have a plan over six months, Each day's got to be pretty specific, right? Each day needs to be mapped out. Like I really like having a plan and each day doing small, consistent actions because your body and mind will accept that better than let's go crazy balls to the wall for one week. That's going to be the worst fucking week of your life, right? (laughs) So this way, you're slowly introducing your body and mind to a new way of being, thinking, acting, you know, routine, um, new Um, sleep schedule right new foods especially with new foods like this is so funny but my dad like I swear once a year he tries to go vegan and it's so funny to watch because he his intentions are there and this totally relates to all of us too our intentions are there we genuinely know we can do this we genuinely want to do it but we go from zero to a hundred so quick 
and then we get burnt out or we get discouraged because we couldn't make it happen in such a short amount of time and then we think that we're lazy or we're there's something wrong with us and it's like no it's just maybe your strategy isn't super supportive for your body and mind right and then you have so much pressure on yourself because if you're doing that um workout plan and you're like I want to work out five days a week and you expect yourself to show up and do strength training five days a week at the gym and you normally never do that your body's literally going to be like ouch this hurts (laughs) right like you're probably going to be exhausted. I know that when I take time off the gym and I go back in and I do like a really great strength training workout, like lifting weight, when I get home from that and I shower and I sit on the couch after that workout, I am just physically exhausted because I'm my body's not used to going that hard, right? So we, I think it's really important to do these small, tiny steps because every day you wake up, you look at your little sheet and you're like, oh, this, today I only have to wake up, work out 20 minutes. I can fit that in. I can do that. That's not that bad, right? And every day it's just 20 minutes, right? And then you have five days of doing 20 minute workouts. The next week you look and it's like, oh, 30 minutes. That's only 10 more minutes than I was doing last week. I can do that, right? So your your mind doesn't look at that goal as like that's impossible. And that way your mind isn't fighting you all the way there. So back to my dad, (laughs) he tries to go vegan and he knows why he wants to do it. He has the best intentions ever. And he's done it He's done it pretty well before. I don't remember exactly how long he was able to do it for. But I would say, I remember like six, six years ago, he did it for a while. He was going all in too. He was making like vegan yogurt and breads and like all these things. It was really impressive, not, not going to lie. But I've seen him do it recently, the past couple of years. And... You know, I haven't really tried to talk to him about it because I'm wondering now that I'm actually saying it out loud, if he does it just because he knows it makes him feel good. So he doesn't really have like an intention to make it a long lasting thing, but he knows that he just feels better and it maybe whips him back into shape. I don't know. But what happens is he goes all in and then he like he holds it up like he really does stick with it for sometimes like weeks or like a month and a half or something. But since he's the only one trying to be vegan in a house full of four people that aren't vegan it's so hard like they might have a dinner where he just can't have a vegan option or they run ran out of ingredients or whatever it is and he ends up eating like a burger or you know chicken or something and then he realizes like and then slowly he kind of introduces himself back into the new diet but um that's just another thing is like going vegan is such a drastic change, especially for your physical body and the foods that you're eating and all of that. And so it's such a drastic change that I'm surprised that he can throw himself right into that because that's such a, a new environment for your body. Um, and it's not like he weans himself into it. So <laughs> that's just another example of someone going like zero to a hundred and not being able to maintain it for a long time because it's so such a drastic change you know and it's even just being like it's a lifestyle too because if you go out to dinner right you have to make sure that you're eating you know that menu has something that you can eat on it and you always have to be thinking about you know if you're going on a road trip okay I'm vegan now so what am I going to eat like while we're driving on a road trip kind of thing so I want to go over the steps for goal setting one more time and I posted on my Instagram what these steps are 
um, this week. So if you're interested, I'll write them also in the show notes. But if you're interested in following me on Instagram, I post these things all the time. I post reels. I post, um, you know, many trainings that you can swipe through. Um, all the things. And I do so much teaching on my stories. So if you go to my Instagram, you might be like, oh, okay. Like, you know, this, this is her. And she talks about all these things, but on my stories, I try and really coach and be present on there and, um, do Thursday mini trainings as well. So I'll post a post on a Thursday and then I'll talk about it on my stories. And it's kind of like you experiencing like a mini training session or a mini coaching session with me and the sort of things that we talk about with, I talk about with my clients. One thing that I really want to add as well is making sure that when you set a goal that your environment is supportive of that goal. And I was thinking about that example that I gave about my dad being vegan and how his environment wasn't super supportive of that goal because everyone around him wasn't vegan. And that makes it so much harder. And obviously he can't force the family to be vegan. So that's kind of something that creates... um, a barrier in his environment because he's constantly going to be seeing food he can't eat and eating, watching people eat food that he can't eat if he were to go vegan again, or, you know, he is in that vegan, um, time frame. And so I just want to add before we go over and review the steps of goal setting that try and cultivate the environment around you to bring you to that goal. So with the example of waking up earlier, we can set our environment up to be supportive of that by going to bed earlier, right, as well. And maybe playing some music or falling asleep to some frequency or meditation or something like that to really help you get to sleep so that when you set your alarm earlier that each morning, you know, you're already like you're getting to sleep on time a little bit earlier. So you're getting that full amount of hours that you normally would get. Making sure that your environment is supportive of your goals is really important. Um, make sure you know, you're not watching TV right up until you're about to fall asleep. Or if you are trying to eat healthier foods, what you can do is when you go to the grocery store, cut down on the amount of like snacks and stuff that you know, if you're sitting on the couch watching a movie, you would want to, you'd know that is in your pantry and you would go, go get it. Right. So I know a lot of people say like, well, yeah, we eat healthy, but it's because we were really conscious of what we're buying at the store. And we're making sure that when we're at the store, we're not filling our cart with a bunch of junk food that we're ultimately knowing we're going to eat, right, when we get home. So if you're trying to eat healthier or lose weight, making sure that you're not buying like cookies and all these things that would distract you or tempt you, right, to to go back to that that lifestyle or that, you know, eating what you used to eat when you're trying to actually not do that anymore. So really, once you do this goal evaluation and you look at what your steps are and what you're trying to work towards and where you're currently at, look around you, look at your routine, look at the people you surround yourself with. It helps you stay on track with your plan. So just be mindful of your environment and what things you could eliminate or change up so that there's nothing tempting you or dragging you back or making it even harder for you to reach those goals. So just to review, the most common two mistakes that I see all the time with people setting goals is they go zero to 100 or they just assume and expect themselves to be able to transition into such a different environment or routine or eating something different or whatever your goal is. I see people jumping right in because they're so excited, but then they get discouraged so quickly because you're not 
upholding that expectation that you placed on yourself. And so it kind of begins to become like a, a battle with yourself. And then you, maybe your self-talk isn't that good. So you start to think I'm lazy. I can't do this. Why can't I do this? How come they can? And I can't. And it's like, well, the people that you're watching online probably have lived that lifestyle and that's normal for them. So it's not really like a goal for them. It's just the way they live. And for you, it's a change from where you're currently at. And that brings me to mistake number two is not evaluating what you're currently doing, right? So for the example earlier about um, waking up in the morning, let's say you want to wake up at five, but you currently wake up at 11, right? And we don't think about that. That's going to that's gonna be a way harder thing for you to do in a short period of time because you wake up, what is that, six hours? There's a six-hour difference there, right? So we might extend the time frame from two weeks, like we said earlier, to maybe like eight weeks or six weeks, right? Because waking up at 11 and waking up at five are completely two different things. And we might need some more time to introduce the body and the mind into that new routine, especially when we're talking about sleep, right? That's, that's such a deeper thing because you're training your brain to release and secrete different hormones, which put us to sleep and wake us up. And so that if you work, if you wake up at 11 and you want to wake up at five and you just throw yourself into doing that, your brain is not going to understand what time of day it is. You're probably going to be so exhausted. You're not going to have mental clarity. You're not, you're probably going to be stressed out because you're functioning on little sleep, right? So these are all things to think about. And these are all things that I talk with my clients on um, when it comes to goal setting and habits and tracking and all these things. So make sure that you're evaluating where you're currently at or your baseline is what I like to call it. So let's go into the steps one more time and then I will leave you to it. So the steps are number one, pick a goal, make it specific. Okay. So if your goal is to eat healthier, make it more specific. What does that mean to you? Right? Because healthier could mean something to you than it does to me or to your neighbor or to your mother. I don't know. So instead of saying, I want to eat healthier, what does that actually look like? So when you're doing it, you know that you're doing it (laughs) because how are you supposed to know what healthier is if you don't know, you can't answer that question, right? Step one is to make your goal specific, write it down. Number two is to evaluate where you're currently at. What is your baseline? So from that goal, what are you doing now? What is that? What does this look like right now in your life? Okay. Number three is to pick a time frame. What is a realistic time frame that you know you can achieve that goal by? Number four is to now reverse engineer back your way through that time. So we have your start date, we have your end date, which you just set, and now we have all the days in between. And what we can do is write small little steps and make a plan from day one to the last day to get us there, right? And number five is to stick to that plan, right? Make checklists, set reminders, um, whatever way. Like if you're if you're a list person, I would write. I would maybe make a maybe like a a notes thing in your notes app and write like each date and then do what your steps are, what actions you need to take every day, and then um, maybe like cross it off or delete it every single day that you complete it. If you're a visual person and you like calendars, print out a calendar. Do it that way. 
but the more that you can put it in your face, like, like reminders, right? Especially because in the beginning, you're not really gonna, it's easier for you to be like, oh, you know, today's just day one. Today's just the first 10 minutes, you know, like I'll just skip that, whatever. You know, if you have reminders set and you have that sheet and you're looking at that sheet and day one's there and it's not crossed off yet, you're most likely going to see that and be like, all right, all right, I'm going to do it. It's only 10 minutes. Come on. You know, so put it in your face, set reminders on your phone, set alarms, um, create a list, um, whether you write it, whether it's in your phone, um, put notices on your calendars. I don't care. I don't care what you have to do. Write a freaking note on your mirror every day that says, don't forget to work out today. You know, and that's where I come in as a coach is I help you. I stay accountable with you. And especially as a private client, you get 24 seven access of messaging with me. So I message my clients every day. I'm like, yo, how's tracking going? How's it going? What do you need? Do you need an affirmation? What's going on here? How are you doing? <laughs> you need an extra session. What What's going on? You know, um, or I'll be like, I'll text you and I'll be like, hey, how's your workout this morning? <laughs> and if you know I'm going to ask you that, you're probably going to get to that workout, right? Because then if I say, how's your workout this morning? And you're like, oh, I didn't go. That's okay. I was going to say, it's over. No, it's fine. But you're going to hear something from me. I'm going to be like, why? My first question is going to be why, right? Because you're paying me to hold you accountable. You're paying me, you're hiring me to help you reach this goal no matter what. So what kind of coach would I be if I didn't ask you why you didn't make that workout, right? It's my job. (laughs) So I hope you guys love this episode. Um, I hope you guys have a great week and I'm sure she won't hear this because she won't have any time to, but I'm so freaking excited because this weekend I get to surprise my best friend at her graduation and she has no freaking clue I'm coming and it's going to be the best thing ever to surprise her. I've never been able to like surprise anybody. Like I haven't done anything like that. Um, Maybe I have like years ago, but it's been so long and I'm just so excited to see her cute little face. She's amazing. She's such a great teacher and she just got her master's. So I literally can't wait. And I'm texting her and it's so funny because it's like the first time I'm like ever lying to her. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're, I love your dress. Like, I hope you have the best time, you know, like just playing it off. Like I'm not being, I'm not going to be there, but I really am. (laughs) So I'm very excited for this weekend. I'm so happy for her. That's what I'm doing. And then I'm sure Oh, Mother's Day is on Sunday as well. So to all the mothers out there, happy freaking Mother's Day. Mothers rule the world. We love you. And um, yeah, so I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you next Friday. Thank you for listening to the Integrated Self Podcast. New episodes come out every Friday. And if you're interested in coaching or mentorship with me, visit me on TikTok or my Instagram, which are in the show notes below. Thank you guys and have a great freaking week.